what make you laugh, make you cry like ain't life funny. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like they actually they, they slightly brightened the Batcave camera just a little bit. Oh, okay, so I mean I can you see can, your face now. You can almost see who is who's here. Hilarious, but yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna talk about today. I guess you know, you already started recording, so yeah. You know, I figure one we're gonna talk about football. We'll talk about that after. Uh, I'm gonna make this a short one, but I do because we're right on it. I like by the time this is out, right, the election will have occurred, right? Okay. Basically, like we're not gonna get another episode out um, before this comes out. So I oh, figured, so we definitely talk about that. We definitely need to just say, I want to. I think we both know who we're going to vote for. Like, I think that's pretty obvious through if you look at our channel at all or look at any of the art or listen to five minutes of any of the podcasts we've done. But well, um, I think what we ought to do is say what we think is going to happen. Because what's wild okay. is I think you ask five people, you might get five different answers depending where you're at. But for me, okay. Just, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna stick with what I said. First of all, let's no intro the what, show first. Let's intro the show. Oh, shit. okay, yeah, probably should do that. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Episode 29 ain't like funny, Aaron. Sorry, we didn't get the intro done, but say what's you up, you know, just. Just trying to be the good host that I am to the people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't want them to feel cheated, so just trying to keep your disorganized uh <laughs> your disorganization together here you know what i mean let me stop playing Mike, matt is the uh executive producer of the show everybody so he's That's quite not, organized first of all, fuck you for the bullshit comment that you just made but you know what i'll take it i'll take uh, you're right it's a constructive criticism <laughs> <laughs> we should be more organized but anyway welcome to episode 29 what we're up? We're coming in hot. We gotta get <laughs> yeah. this out. Well, we just we were discussing topics. You guys caught some of the pre-show plan there, and one of the topics you already know is about to be salty time because it's fucking football. Mm. So maybe we well, should get that out the it. way. Now, figure. we'll start like even politics is more positive than the Dallas Cowboys. So exactly. Let's start with that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, at this point, man, like it's just total uh, chaos. Seems like they. I just saw something that said they traded the guy that they brought in this year. So we had brought in this guy Griffin from the Vikings, and then they just traded him to the Lions because it's just like, eh, why not? You know, like we're we're just. We're just doing stuff anyways, but I mean, he wasn't playing that great. He was all right, but you know, it just goes to show once again, we're just lost. And now the whole team's turning on Mike McCarthy and on the defensive coordinator. And this morning, they heard you, dude, you did. Well, it. get this. Responsible, dude. Oh, get this. They are so crappy. Now they were trying to like put that dude, the divisional coordinator, Mike Nolan, on the spot and was, like, they had him on a Zoom call, like, all his reporters and shit. So I saw it on uh, Undisputed, 
he's talking to the guys on a Zoom call, and he was eating food, I guess, before that, and he rubs his eye, and he gets, like, hot sauce in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, dang, y'all, I just rubbed my eye. I got Tabasco on my finger. Like, oh, man, like, uh, I'm at the get off this Zoom meeting. I feel like that was all awesome. a good plan, oh, bro. <laughs> Strategic pull. He pulled the ripcord so quick. Like, they literally were like, hey, Mike, so, uh, yeah, we just wanted to ask you about the defense. Like, oh, yeah, guys, uh, oh, oh, damn, my eye. Ah, my eye. It's like that. It's always <laughs> where Dennis blows chili powder in D's eye right before oh, he has man. to give that speech. They're like, listen, Mike, I mean, you can go out there just straight up naked if you want, <laughs> but you might want to shed a tear real quick. Well, bro, it definitely worked because he got out of there. But I think he knew he was about to be on the hot seat and was like, I have no answers for any of these questions. The team sucks. I suck. It, it is what it is. Like, you I mean, can't go out there and say that, say? What, as, a, like, as a coach on that team at all, or even as a player at this point, you got nothing He's to say. up. What tape are you going to show? Like, this is me doing well. It's like there's nothing. <laughs> right. There's like, that's no the thing. Like, tape. nobody has any good tape out. Like, they literally have all quit, dude. Like, the coach down the line, dude. Like, I think it's just like, to me, the problem uh, really happened is Mike McCarthy came in there and – just yes manned everything like he literally looks like you could just bring him anything like you ever like when you're a kid try to be sneaky with your parents and like they're not paying attention like especially like your dad and you just be like hey dad can I go outside real quick and like you about to go out there and like shoot a paintball gun or something but you know it's your dad he's not about to ask you all that he's like what's your mom say like she said yeah you know what I mean and then you just run yeah, out the right. door you know what I mean and get your dad in trouble like that's what Mike McCarthy is he's just like the dad that you just bring anything it's like hey uh Jerry Jones like, I think next week we're going to have, like, three Dolphins do a backflip a halftime show, man. We will actually let the Dolphins start because, uh, you know, Dolphins hurt, so we're just going to put in a Dolphin. It's like, yeah, okay, I can make that work. Like, I just think McCarthy's just down with anything, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's why the team doesn't respect him, though, you know what I mean? Because it's like they can see it's like you're just taking a check, dude. Like, you're not even – I don't know, bro. Like, at this point, the players suck, too, because, like, they quit in, like, the second quarter, dude. Like, I watched that whole game because I was really, like – Let's see if they show some pride uh, and try to beat the rest. I just realized something. We're so unorganized. Uh, this is going to be the NFL portion of the show. This is not the politics portion of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought we already were uh, clear about that. I think oh, okay. we said the other way. But anyway, we'll play oh, yeah. the bumper right now a little late. <laughs> hit. Bam. So, you, I agree with what you said, first of all. But at this point, if, when I watch them play Washington – I was assuming something they would put something on the field to yeah. like maybe honor Dak Prescott and be like, "Look, dude, sorry something. this happened to you." Like something for your own self pride. But they Just didn't for, as a player. Like, I, I mean, I watched the highlights, which or whatever you call that, those game recaps they put on YouTube after the game, and I mean, truthfully, there was no good tape. I mean, they had. And, like, what's even crazier is they played so shittily that it's beyond uh, criticizing the team, like, on the TV shows. What I'm hearing most is people pissed that the Cowboys didn't do something, like, aggressive to the guy who knocked Andy Dalton out. Yeah. And yeah. I get – I mean, I totally get that. Like, somebody should have been like, yo, what the fuck? For sure. Because even the guy who did it, whatever that dude's name was on the Reds or on the Washington football team's squad that uh, decapitated Dalton, you can yeah. tell like after it happened, like once he did it, 
he was like, oh, shit. Like, he even, like, you could tell he knew he fucked up. Well, like, uh, you're that guy from Menace to Society. Now you see now, you done fucked up, you know that, don't you? Well, what happened, like, because I watched it live, so what happened, if you were really paying attention, right when that happened, uh, Dalton got hurt, and they kind of went directly to commercial, like, because he got laid out, and his helmet came off, and, like, he was, like, with his face in the grass, and they were like, oh, this, you know, that, that's not good. They're going to have to kick him out the game for that. And, like, the rest, from what I heard, because Skip Bayless, I guess, either saw it or he didn't or whatever, but he was saying that, like, the refs kind of grabbed that dude and kicked him out the game immediately. And all of the Cowboy players went to go look at Dalton and be like, yo, are you okay? But, I mean, I still feel that, like, some random person, like, whoever it was, like, Zeke, uh, the, one of the wide receivers, like, somebody that was uh, away hey, from that. Alden Smith, Smith, you've been arrested for whooping Well, he was on the bench. Like, go throw some hands. Yeah. Like, at least well, throw, like, a body into the dude. He was on the bench. But, I mean, like, uh, I, somebody on offense could have definitely pushed that dude. But they were kind of saying that they got him off the field pretty quick. But to me – at that point, man, it's not even about trying to fight no more. Like, that dude did some just outlandish stuff. And, I like, mean, they were us anyways. Like, because that you, – you'd never do that. Like, he was already sliding on the ground. Like, even – like, they showed in the replay, like, the guy on his team even was looking like, what are you doing? Like, which, like why did you do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it was just some craziness. But, uh, I mean, in terms of, like, just the team, dude, like I said, they gave up in the second quarter, dog. Like, they were down, like – I think it was like 17 or 20 something to three or whatever. And they like almost got a comeback and then Zeke fumbled that, uh, well, he got that interception off of him. And after that, they just quit. Like the whole team laid down, bro. And I was just like, yeah, it just is what it is. This ain't the year. They, they I mean, just, they packed it up. Now is that is a dude who played at James Madison university. Bro. I know. I know, bro. It's, <laughs> it's over. My dad was like, that's crazy. He was he played here and like he wasn't that it's over. here. <laughs> and it's like it's over. Cowboys, you know he whenever Dalton got speared like that, that dude just it's like swallowed <sighs> his nuts in his throat. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh God, I gotta go out there. Because uh, dude, like that's the thing, man. Like the line is just bad. Like everybody keeps trying to point fingers, dude. but you gotta, but the thing of it is, it's like as a quarterback or any one position on the team, everyone else is playing like dog shit. It ain't, there's no one there that could be like, you gotta pick it up because who is that guy? Well, everyone you know, the real truth up. of this all is the real truth of this all, and I'm gonna say it, you've already heard me say this many times before since you've oh. known me. The problem is Jerry Jones, dude. Like, you're the general manager. You're supposed to look at the team and build it, not just for this year, but for the next. Like, he invested hundreds of millions of dollars into the offensive line that were off their prime, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, if you know they're getting up in age and they already got the contracts, what you're supposed to try to do is renegotiate the contract so they get more money up front and less against the cap, and then you can bring more people in to, like, be backups. You know what I'm saying? You go and get a veteran or you get you draft a rookie off, you know, seventh round or whatever, you know what I mean? And, like, to their credit, they tried to draft rookies, but they're not good at evaluating late-round talent because, like, none of our late-round people have played football. Only the latest round person that we got that's really been good is Dak, and they don't want to give him his money because yeah. he's a late-round talent. You know what I'm saying? So that's just all GM shit, dude. Like, the team we have, really, the good team that we had that Jason Garrett got was built by Wade Phillips. Like, nobody wants to talk about that since the time that Garrett was there, he didn't really bring in a lot of great talent. Like, all the people that we got that were, like, really shining people are still on our team from the Wade Phillips era, bro. And then before that, it was Bill Parcells. That's, I mean, I'm just a real fan. Like, I've seen the team over the years, and it's like, 
who is the star guy? Like, we'll get a good guy every once in a while. That's like I said, like a, a stud anyway. It's like just a dude that was like a shining star in college. And it's like, he was a kind of the can't miss dude. But then when you have to like get like those, oh, you know, we need like a guy that can be this, but he can develop into that. They can't find that guy, no matter what position it is. So because like I said, that's all general manager shit though. Like that's, and I think it's because Jerry Jones don't got to answer to nobody. When you're a GM and you got an owner. Yeah. What'd you about to say? I just feel like with your team, it's almost like a replay of what happened to the Raiders where you have this owner who's like, at one point, what he did created success. Right. But it was ultimately like that was a bad thing because that gave that dude credibility. And like in your case, the guy seems to think that he in some way has his finger on the pulse of like what actually is good in terms of like a football team. He's a great businessman. He took a team. He bought a team and he took it from whatever it was when he bought it. And they're like, you know, the most lucrative and like worth the most of all NFL teams. That's great. Of all teams in the country, dude. They're worth more than, like, than the Yankees. Like, that's, that's what's crazy about them. You know great, you're great at that. But that doesn't yeah. make you a, a coach or that doesn't give you a good football mind. You might have had guys exactly. who you employed who knew good football. Like you said, Jimmy Johnson or whoever the GMs were of that era that picked the talent. No, Jimmy Johnson was the coach that picked the talent. But then everybody said it was Jimmy's team. So that's why he got rid of Jimmy. Yeah. And then he – of his own well, pride trying to do it on his own like it seems yeah. like he was like a guy who was on like the shoulder of a giant who was making all the calls but he in some way was like yeah well that guy did it because i i hired him so i guess i know football so now he's right because he got that success and he is the guy who owns the team he can inject his opinion where you know like a, my team the steelers their owners never change. It's been a family-run company or whatever you want to call it. You don't hear about the Roonies like, you need to get this guy. They hire guys, and they just have – You know what's crazy about the Roonies? They stick with coaches for so long and are happy but to do it. But look what happens. Look what it does. But I was about to say, they're totally happy to do it, and at no point do they ever want to outshine what the team is doing. Like, that's the problem. Like, Jerry wants to get the accolades as if he's playing the game. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, regardless of who you get on the team, who's playing, they're never going to say, oh, that guy won because of Jerry Jones. That's not going to ever be the answer. Unless maybe you built, like, a great team around him with a bunch of talent that, like, you put together a dream team of, like, the Warriors or something, like the Golden State Warriors on the football field. If you do that, maybe people will give you credit. But at no point are people going to be like, he threw that touchdown because of you, Jerry. Like, that's not how the fucking shit works. But Jerry wants to be in the spotlight. That's why I said that, though, about, out, like, the Raiders and Al Davis. Like, he got that success, but then you see what happened to that team for so long. Like, they just took a fat shit because his crazy ass was like, you got to do this. Like, I know football. Run it this way. And nobody wants to work with that guy except a dude like Mike McCarthy, who is just a yes, a yes man. man. You know, Bro, they said Al Davis. <laughs> they said Al Davis used to, uh, used to call down to the field and be like – Throw it deep and <laughs> make the coach call a, a bomb play, bro. Like, there's a, I forgot who it was who said it was, I think it was Warren Sapp said he was on the bench and uh, he saw the phone ring and somebody went and answered. And he said one of the other players looked over at him and said, Hey, they about to throw it deep. And uh, he said, What? He said, Yeah, That's man, watch this. They about to throw a bomb. And then he said that they did it and he was, looked over at the uh, some, some other guy he used to play with. He said, Yo, dude, why you didn't tell me it was this bad over here? 
It's like, man, you just got paid a fucking ninety million dollar check. Like, what's up? Like, it don't matter. It's like, we just, like, just get paid. Like, I was like, that is crazy. But yeah, dude, like, that's Jerry Jones is one step below that. So that's really, if you want to point fingers, that's where they need to be pointed at. Because like, to me, I've seen that our linebacker play sucked for a long time. Our defense has been trash for a long time, bro. And it's like now that they're actually calling on a defense to be the best part of the team because the offense fell apart. It's impossible. They were always the weak link. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you can't make your weak link strong all of a sudden. You have people with seven-year contracts on the defense that you paid. So you have them now. It is what it is. And I mean, I mean they got – they didn't even just get – like, I get losing to a good team. You guys have lost to a couple of good teams. You know, even teams that I thought were kind of shitty, like the Cardinals, they're actually good teams. But you go in – your, your uh, division is trash. Everyone in it's complete shit. And I thought, you know what, you guys are in first place. You're losing, but everyone else seems to be just shitty too. Dude, Washington just straight up big – just even if they didn't do that shit to Andy Dalton, you didn't have a chance. There was nothing right. happening. They got on a plane, flew all the way to D.C. in the rain to go and put up three points, dog. You know what I'm saying? Get, like, I mean, <laughs> like, completely dominated in every way by Washington, who is like that. That's they're nothing. That's one of the worst teams in. They the got world. a backup quarterback in too. That's what I'm saying. I like, mean, who is their quarterback? Who is their quarterback? Uh, some Josh Allen, I think, is his name, or what's his yeah. name? Uh, what's that guy on the Bills? Cal Cal Allen. That's his name. Cal Allen. Okay. I think he was the backup in. North Carolina, when Ron Riviera had Cam Newton, the backup was Cal oh, Allen, I think. Okay, I and then he brought him along when he got to DC. But I mean, that's just a let's go Titans. Who, who, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> like, uh, well, just to recap, we both picked Washington to win that game. I said 14 to 10, you said 28 14, and the final score was. I couldn't even get them full to score a touchdown, dude. Twenty five really to sad. three, bro. That's just to get them to score a touchdown, dude. I knew it was gonna be a blowout. I knew it was gonna be close, dude. I saw Washington D line. We bro. can't block nobody. That shit was some trizash. So back, so on to the other game that we called Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. This was a fucking good ass game, bro. This was a great game. Yeah. That's two great teams now. You heard you've heard me this whole season. I'm a I love the Steelers, but I know the Steelers, and the Steelers almost proved me right in this game by doing some bullshit ass Steelers shit, which is get a huge lead and then somehow figure a way to do everything wrong to the point where you either lose the game or almost lose the game, and they did that. They almost lost this game, but credits well, they I'm won. Tell you, man. A dub is a dub. And I wouldn't we, blame this that is on the Steelers. Team. I feel like the Titans just showed that they were as good as us, and I think they're actually better than us. Tannenhill just fucked them right at the end. So we beat them. I'm going to tell you something, bro. The don't score uh, was, don't just, point let me fingers. Just get the score out. Let me just get the score out. You can tell yeah. me what's up. It was 27-24. I said 28-18. You said 28-17. And you thought the Titans were going to win. I said the Steelers were going to win. So, just to recap, I'm actually ahead of you now on the picks. 11 yeah, to two. You got 10 I to know. 3. So, uh, how about you, boy? <laughs> I actually am winning now. But I'd love to hear what you thought because you actually like the Titans. I do too. They're, well, they're a fun team to this watch. This is the thing. Fuck them. 
this is the thing. You can't blame the Steelers for that game because what the Titans did to the Steelers, they literally have done to every team since I've lived in Nashville, dude. Like, when I lived out there, like, I would always watch games and be like, oh, they playing Kansas City. They about to get blown out. You know what I'm saying? And then last year, they beat Kansas City, bro. Like, people don't be wanting to remember that. But they actually – Kansas City came to Nashville and beat them. But it's like I told you, if they're playing in their stadium, they have a muddy-ass field, dude. Like, it's notorious for being a sloppy field. So, all those fast Tyreek Hill stuff, all that, like, it kind of goes out the window and those guys aren't as quick as they usually are because of that. And then the Titans are used to playing in it, so they kind of get an advantage. Like, home field advantage does kind of matter for them. That's why I was asking where they were playing. And the only reason why they really lost, like you said, is because Tannehill made a mistake. And actually, they still almost got to overtime with y'all and would have probably beat y'all in OT. Oh, they would have got a chance. But Here's one thing you need yeah, to know, you know about what I'm the Steelers. If it goes to OT, if it goes to OT, the Steelers will lose. A Ben Roethlisberger-led Steelers team will lose in OT. <laughs> well, for for sure, they was giving that work, man. Like, I had to pick them because I didn't want to uh, keep making the same picks as you, even though I knew the Steelers had a good chance of winning that. I had to show some love, and they didn't let me down, man. That's the thing, man. Like, I can at least be proud of how they showed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I used to say about the Cowboys because even when we would lose, it was like, oh, we only lost by three. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a respectable loss. Those days are gone. So, <laughs> I'm just going – I'm a Titans fan. For the rest of the season, bro. You might as well switch my logo to Tennessee Titan logo. Oh, <laughs> this is a wrap. I don't know if I can stick to Steelers them, fan, Like, watching them, dude, fucking Travis Henry is a legit, like, that Derek guy. Henry. What's right. his name? Derek Henry. I'm sorry. Derek, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. That yeah. motherfucker if you like what I like about that team is even if we stopped him for a half, dude, we stopped him dead cold. He didn't get any yards and we did good against him, but they will not stop running him. And eventually he is so fucking big and fast that he will rip you apart and he'll get yards. He will get his yards. You can't stop that guy. That guy runs like a four three or some four four or something like dude like he fast bro like it's kind of crazy to think that that dude's I mean, that big. He's fucking. I I don't want to switch lanes too much, but I do have to say this in regards to somebody being a freak of nature and fast. There's a clip of DK Metcalf. Um, Russell Wilson threw an interception right. Yeah. Over the weekend, this guy catches it. Yeah, I saw that this, shit. You saw the thing where they just showed DK Metcalf react and catch up to the guy. Lawrence picked off at the goal line. That's Buda Baker. Buda Baker out in front. Can Metcalf track him down? Can he chase him down? Yeah, yeah, I saw that shit. But honestly, I don't really. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like Metcalf is fast. Like I don't want to take nothing away from him. Like that was straight up a show of the guy athletic that superiority. Was, that had the ball he was running after looked like he was running from Jason. He saw him coming. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but what I think, but this is what people don't want to realize. And like this is like a credit to Metcalf. Like I said, I don't want to take nothing away from what he did. But the reason why he caught that dude was because the second that that pit got thrown. He reacted to it and started chasing the dude. And we're like, and we like he literally started chasing him as the guy was catching the pick. So like he was already moving a little bit slower and had to get his speed up to 
catch the ball, you know what I'm saying, and get his balance. And while that guy was doing that, Metcalf was literally, like, in a full sprint already. So, I mean, like, that's respect yeah. because he chased that dude for, like, 80 yards. A lot of players would give up, you know what I'm saying? So, like, legit, he chased that dude down. And it's like he's, you said, he looked over his shoulder. And when you do that, you slow down too. So, yeah. like, that literally it's just like a cheetah running full speed, yeah. not, not breaking like stride. You just, know what I'm saying? It was like he saw his frame. It was just like you could see that guy like, no. But I'm telling you, even more so the fact that he was fast, it was because he reacted to it so quick, dude. Because, like, a lot of players, I'm telling you, like, they see a pit get thrown and they kind of, like, freeze and be like, Oh, damn, I got to chase that guy. Like, he didn't even think that. He literally was, like, already running and saw that guy catch it and just kept running at him, like, let's Perfect, go, man. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was it was amazing, like, just for that. Like, but at the same time, I think that guy, had he not looked over his shoulder, he might could have beat him to the end zone. He just, like, for whatever reason, I think, like, guys in the NFL ain't really built to run 100 yards like that at top speed. Like, they're used to playing in short bursts. So, like – they always take it a little easy when they get to that, like, 10-yard, 20-yard mark, you know what I mean? And it's just like Metcalf wasn't having none of that, bro. That fool was like, I'll catch my breath on the sideline. I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah, but back to what you were saying, I mean, dude, Derek Henry's a beast. And, like, through that, like, losing like that, that's really – it only made the Titans look that much better, honestly, because they – They should have won that game. If we put, if we would have played them again, they probably would win. They probably would beat us worse because Brable has a chance to actually analyze our team a little bit better, you know, facing us. But, That's why I give them credit, bro. Uh, they make adjustments in the game. Like I ain't, bro. My team don't never do that shit. So it is what it is. Your team is the Titans, Aaron. I was about to say, man. I'm I'm repping the Titans, dog. Honestly, I used to always have love for the Titans, anyways, because uh, what you call it? Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Steve McNair. Steve McNair. That's the guy that got killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So McNair, I'm, I don't know why I can't think of his name, but McNair is actually was some type of way a cousin of my friend growing up. Like oh, some wow. distant cousin. Like he wasn't like a close cousin, but like he's always like, yeah, Steve McNair is related to, because his grandma's last name was McNair. So like somewhere on his grandma's side of the family, he was like related to him. But uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I always had kind of love for them. And then actually, I think that same. Like two years after that, or whatever, was when they went to that Super Bowl, you know, and had like the the miracle, you know, game, and then almost won that. So I've always had love for them, like them in Jacksonville. Even though Jacksonville sucks, I used to always just have love for Jacksonville because I like their uniforms, and it's just like yeah, I like their I just, logo too, bro. Yeah, bro. Like I just like so if I was gonna jump AC to an AFC team, I would be down to pick one of them. And like since like I lived in Nashville, I got to give the love to the Titans. And if they win the Super Bowl, I won't be sad. I, yeah, I would rather I them do it than the Chiefs. I think they the almost, bro, they almost beat like, the Chiefs last year, bro. The Chiefs are getting a little bit hurt, and I think they're they're starting to show like they're not as good as they looked initially, dude. Now well, last year, the Chiefs are They might be a little bit better, but I don't think he's gonna matter. I don't think they're even gonna use him like that. I think that he's just gonna be like auxiliary type of shit. But we'll see. I feel like sometimes people like if you're on a shitty team and you just kind of stagnate for a couple of years, you lose whatever that special that doll yeah so just get used to mediocrity i will say what's the game i have been hating on them but i you know they're not playing perfect football but they're winning every week and they seem competitive so i feel like we can win on either side of the ball in any week so i'm gonna just go ahead 
just for the at least the next few games, I'm picking Steelers no matter what. Just off oh, listen to this. You might want to you might want to hold off on the proclamations. Oh, we'll just get for <laughs> now because this is a special week for Steelers fans. This is Ravens week. Uh, week one of the Ravens saga. So this is what know. I think. If we win this game, I, I'm a true believer, and I'll just pick them the rest of the season. And to be honest, if we win. Like this week will be what? Uh, Eight and zero, right? Seven. Or seven and zero. Yeah, seven and zero. Yeah, we missed a week, so we're six and okay, up. Yeah. Now. And then we'll be seven and zero if we win this week. We're playing the Ravens. I mean, dude, I feel like uh, Lamar. You know, I I think we're built to actually do well against that team. But the thing I'm worried about is they have a really good tight end, and we. Lost that linebacker who covers tight ends, that Devin Bush dude. And uh, we might struggle with that, but you never know. I They seem to have figured out all the other things I didn't think they would. And the pressure that we generate with, uh, you know, Dupree and Watt and Cam Hayward and stuff, it might be enough. I feel like it's going to be a good – it's going to be another, like, game like the Titans game where it's right down to the wire. Uh, and if I'm picking, I'm going to pick the Steelers. So I'm picking the Steelers 35-32. Where, where is the game at? I don't give a fuck. But I'm saying the Steelers are going to win 35-32. Um, this game is uh, – oh, shit. We're at Baltimore. So Yeah, see. But yeah, see. 35-32. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to get my win back right now. <clears throat> tie this oh, shit up because, I mean, we might as well just pick Steelers games from now on because you ain't going to get me to say the Cowboys going to beat nobody, dog. <laughs> like, I don't, I just don't see it. Like, after that last week, bro, like, that's, the Cardinals game was bad, but after seeing how they gave up in the second quarter, I'm like, bro, I don't know if I can even ever say they're down for a win ever again. So, me, I'm going to go with the Ravens just to get my win back off of this one, you know what I'm saying? And I actually think they are going to hurt y'all feelings because in my game predictions, what I think is going to happen is, is y'all offense going to stale out this week because y'all kind of staled out a little bit against the Titans little, as you might not want to say that, but I think Ben going to throw two interceptions. Second half. That's what I'm saying. I think Ben going to throw two interceptions. He's going to throw one early and put y'all down, then y'all going to be pressing, and then it's going to be a tip ball bullshit one that y'all get later. Put the voodoo on you. So so I'm saying it's going to be 28 to 23 Ravens. Wow, putting the fucking stink on us, dude. Oh, yeah. I got to. Now, I just got to hate for the rest of the season now because, I mean – you see that we see the reality I live in, dude. I, I literally said I don't even feel bad. Like, like it's fine, dude. You can lash mm-hmm. out. <laughs> right. Dude, I watched that whole game, bro. I was literally was like, just show me some ounce of fight, some grit, somewhere. Not you guys. I mean, it's just it just reeks of just every you can tell when they show sidelines because they can't cut the fans. There's no fans, so all they can do is cut the players and they all just look sad. They're all just hopping. You know what it was, too? And like, they dude, played on Monday night. Zeke needs to, like, not – like, apparently his hands are gone. Like, he can't hold on to a fucking ball. Somebody said he uh, broke his wrist, supposedly. 
but he's still playing. But I'm just – because, like, they said he doesn't twitch the ball. Like, you know, like, when you get by the sideline, you're supposed to put the ball in the closest to the sideline. You know what I'm saying? They said he never does that, and they were saying because they think he broke his wrist. But I'm just like, if that's the case, then go sit down. You already didn't quit. Everybody else has. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let the backup play. Yeah, just let the backup play. I don't know, man. So, I'm, I'm – <clears throat> We might as well cut the football segment at this point because we're just picking Steelers games from now on, dude. Like, no, who, dude. Who, do the, who do the Cowboys play next week? The dude, Eagles. This is another I think. divisional game. <laughs> yeah, they play the this. Eagles. You're playing. They don't, bro. There's there, there's no way in hell they're gonna beat the Eagles. Put it down. Oh. I'm, I'm not. I don't even gotta think about this. I don't even gotta think about this. Thirty-eight to zero. <laughs> the Eagles. Fuck the bullshit. They're gonna shit on us, dude. They might score seven. To zero? <laughs> bro, they putting up a goose egg. They might score seven just to <laughs> spite me. Just out of just to spite me, but they're gonna. They, I don't think they're scoring at all. I just said last week. How can you say that, dude? They got I mean, dude, If they get a goose egg, that will be incredible. I don't think. I don't think they can. You say you got to like actively try to suck the game. Here's the thing: they almost did that against the Redskins, dude. The only reason why they got three points was because the Redskins went for it on fourth down, and they had a goal line stand in the first quarter, dog. Like they had to do a goal line stand in the first quarter to the Redskins were scoring. They almost put up 35 on us, and then we only got three off some BS. So, like, come on, man! Like they almost did a goose egg last week. Like, you know what I mean? I'll give them 35. I'll get, I'm saying Philly's going to win, obviously. The Cowboys have no chance to win, but I'm saying 35-6. Man, motherfucking 48-0. Pick any number you want to pick, dude. Like Because they, they've almost gotten blown out like that a couple of times, bro. The Browns almost did that to them. They was down 41-14 to 14 with Dak. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I this is the third the quarterback. Like, dude, they're, they're trash, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, it is what it is, man. Jerry Jones, good job, bro. Well, man, you might you team. might tie it up, dude, because, again, through week seven of the NFL, picking the Steelers in Dallas, I'm winning 11-2 and because, obviously, I have great taste and I – Great job, you man. you snuck by with a lucky Steelers win hey. over the over the mighty Tennessee Titans, hey, the mighty mighty Titans. <laughs> <laughs> you got your one win away, dude. If I with Steelers, yeah, I just need I just need you know Ben's gonna come out there and throw some picks. His elbow's gonna, his, his elbow's gonna be a little wobbly this week, you know. We'll see I mean, what it's happens. possible, dude, but we're undefeated, so it's whatever. Like, we're doing fine. Y'all, can't, y'all not going to be undefeated all season. You realize no, that. No, no. But, I mean, That's what I'm getting into the playoffs at this point, I feel like we got a real good shot of that happening, especially with oh, yeah, yeah, team yeah. getting into the playoffs. We're going to get into that, I think. If y'all stay totally healthy. Some catastrophic happens. but yeah, If y'all stay healthy, y'all definitely will go because all the other teams aren't that good, bro. Like, the Raiders are still suspect. Chargers are suspect. Bills are suspect. Uh, Kansas City even kind of falling off a little bit, but they're going to probably go, you know what I'm saying? And then Patriots falling off, Jets ain't shit, Miami kind of all right, but you know what I'm saying? Like every team is like, well, they just put two in, which is crazy. It's like Fitzpatrick was had them, you know, in third place, second place in the division. Like, he was like, I'm heartbroken, they took this job away from me. He knew it was coming. They picked the dude fifth overall. It's like, come I mean, on, that's, bro. That's been his thing. Yeah. He was like the guy on the Bills. Then he became the guy who sits in. He's like Josh McCown. 
You yeah, call like him you're in. just yeah, you're back up, bro. He's gonna win you some games. He's not gonna lose you a game probably, but as soon as you get that quarterback you really want, you're out. And that is what right. it is. Sucks. Yeah. Sorry, but that is yeah, you're right. It is what it is. I mean, but look who would they be replacing him with? It'd be like like he was he was on the Bucks, and then we got Tom Brady. It's like you can't say nothing. Yeah, I mean, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's like, dude, chill. And you it's like give it to him. I think, like for him though, like if he can keep doing that, keep riding that wave, bro. I would love it if he was the backup on the Steelers because at least it's you got some kind of guy with some ability that you know. He's can either gonna. Win a game. Uh, he's either gonna come in and throw five touchdowns or five picks. I mean, that's yeah. that's Fitzpatrick, bro. That's what he do. He's but got, yeah, like, I mean, a weird, like, image, too. Like, he started off just, like, a pretty boy, like, Harvard dude. And now he always, like, wears, like, chains and fucking has that huge-ass beard. He's very he's like fucking cute. Conor McGregor's older brother. Yeah, he does. He definitely <laughs> has that vibe. I guess that's, like, the thing to do if you're just, like, an insecure white dude is you exude, like, being a – Isn't, uh, isn't Fitzpatrick like, Irish? Probably. Isn't he Irish? Yeah, so, I mean, he that's what I'm saying. Probably. He's just, you know – he took that uh, he took that swag from McGregor and was like, oh, "I'm finna run with this." It's like you know when uh, you know, I'd do uh, it. if I had that kind of money and could afford like a mink coat and shit, I would be doing that shit. Hell yeah, you walking around with your fucking sweaty ass, ah. fucking naked shirt and a mink coat, yeah, just, dude. <laughs> sweating the whole inside of that. Out. Even if it wasn't, if it was just like cold and I wasn't sweating, I would like spritz myself to make sure I had that image of just like. <laughs> Take that shit to the dry cleaner. They're just like, sir, what? Did you yeah. jizz in this? Like, yeah. this? Yes, I did, okay? <laughs> but, yeah, what was the – oh, so we're going to talk about politics, man. Like I said, football is – we can – we've talked about oh, this long we, we got those picks off. So, you know, see, let's see what happens. You know, Steelers, please, guys. You know, uh, just live – just help been, me. Help me, okay? I don't want to lose <laughs> this fucking guy. That, that he doesn't even have a team, guys. Everyone listening, I've stuck. <laughs> okay, Aaron. Oh well, I mean, just, hey, man. he's on a burning you. ship, and he just—I get it, dude. But we gotta just have a funeral for the, just the love of the Cowboys, and I guess like the Phoenix Bro. rising out of the ashes that is that your Titans fan book. Is this forever, or is this just for this year? I mean. Because my I'm, mind's I'm tell you blown, this. dude. Like, I'm going to tell you this. To me, to me, it's really not that big of a switch because, like, the colors are similar. Uh, okay. Titans have a star in, in their logo. I think next to the T, there's little stars next to it. And I used to also, live there. You got that weird – I think somewhere in your shit is – the diamonds that are on the Steelers helmet because that's some sort of oil shit or some kind of, I don't know. Oh, that. yeah, okay. I, I mean, think I think you might be right, but see, that's the thing. Like, I would I would be even open-minded enough to maybe want to jump ship to a Steelers fandom, but I just can't because you like the Steelers, and I just feel like it's funny to watch you squirm a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's funny because you're, t- you're hating on me, but, like, I used to have blind faith in my team. You've always had hatred in your team. Even now, you still oh, yeah. want to throw a little bit of shade. Dude, I, want you know to, I just want to point like, out where this comes from as a fan. Because I've been a fan. I'm 37 years old. So, I would say for 27 real years where I understood what football was and could actually articulate why I liked a team, that's how long I've liked the Steelers. But 
I lived through, um, you know, seeing your team, your former team, uh, beat us in the Super Bowl that one year when Neil O'Donnell threw it away. So I saw that. I didn't have any real, like, sadness because I wasn't, like, one of those fans that's been waiting for them to win a Super Bowl for a long – you know, it wasn't like that. But they lost. That was disappointing. That was when I became a Cowboy fan. See? And little did I know that but, would change the entire course of my life. <laughs> and then I, I went through all the dips that you could go through. Uh Cordell Stewart giving us hope and then taking it away and sucking. And Tommy Maddox, an XFL quarterback who was there before Ben Roethlisberger and had one good year, but then got hit in the head and lost <laughs> all ability to throw anything but intercepted. Turnover Tommy. I mean, everything. <laughs> anything you – Mike Tomzak for real Steelers fans. That guy. We had to watch him. Well, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> Here's I've the thing, and I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off, but I just want all the people to know that I witnessed Matt literally hate on his team all the way up to a Super Bowl championship. Oh my like, god! Like we were in college, dude. and that year that we were in college, they played the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, right? And y'all beat one them. of the, that was the greatest year James Harrison, games of all time, by the way, ever. Bro, James that Harrison guy. was balling out of his mind that year, bro. James Harrison was on fire that year, and Roethlisberger, and the Bulls. everybody, because he, he's playing that. Yeah, like y'all were y'all were the truth. And Matt literally hated on them every game. I would be like, man, Estella's doing good because my team. Like he's saying all that about his team. At least his team was flirting with championships and <laughs> AFC titles and shit. My team was still the same eight and eighteen and six and five and six and ten team that you're talking about. So like you can say all that, but you used to hate on them. And I was still even at six and ten have blind faith. Like man, they gonna get better. They gonna get better. So now I'm where you were. I've just given up. I I, I have nothing else to say because they haven't it. shown me shit and they haven't and they haven't proven shit neither. And now they're quitting. So I really can't fuck with them. But you're saying all that while your team won a Super Bowl, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm at my wits end, dude. I mean, I don't first know of all, say. just a real quick anecdote about that Super Bowl win. Great night for Matt because not only did I get to witness that. It's the first time. But I got laid that that night, too, which was great. I got all of, like, everything I wanted. (laughs) It was just, like, one of those. Well. Everything lines up perfectly nights, bro. So just, you know, that's just, like, remember. That's awesome for you. (laughs) That's awesome for you. But I just want the fans of the show to know that before that night, you would have never known Matt was a Steelers fan because all he did was spew hatred and obscenity to the Steelers as they they won in spite of him. As this they is how you of motivate him. a team. I can't <laughs> be in the room with them. I can't tell them. That Why doesn't it work for me then? Well, Why doesn't it work for me, know, man? Dude. I've been hating the Cowboys for years, man. But make Maybe because I secretly really love them. No, make a fucking you know, <laughs> one of those secret boards and just envision the Cowboys' success. I don't know. But I find it funny because, like, if you're from another country – like, you'd give no fucks about football, and, like, let's just say you randomly heard this, and it's just like, Americans, they really seem to care about their football teams. It is a – I don't even understand this sport, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. that's what most foreign people tell me. It's like, I just don't get it, you know what I mean? And then it's like, you ask an American about soccer, it's the same way as, like, I don't fucking even understand how I'm you're supposed to play that shit. Because to me, bro, soccer looks like, to me, a mix of mad skill and a whole bunch of luck. 
Because, like, in order to actually score, a lot of things got to kind of go right. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody has to kick that little cross kick across the field, and then somebody has to, like, be running at the perfect time to jump in the air and kick it past the goalie. Like, that shit looks hard, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's all they that's running the game. I used to play that as a little kid, oh, a little bro. fat kid. That was a nightmare, dude. All oh, you did was they had run me on all the time, bro. They put my slow ass on defense back in the day. I remember. And then I remember I asked the coach, could I be goalie? And then I was really good at it. And he was like, oh, you could just stay back here at the goalie spot. But I used to make hustle plays on defense, bro. I just – they would tell me don't go past half court. Just stay, you know, half field or, like, stay back here when somebody come take the ball from them. But they would never let me try to shoot because I guess I just didn't have them skills. I don't know. I was only, like, what, seven, so I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, all all Americans play soccer when they're young, and then it's like we just never play it again. You just <laughs> like, gain enough weight where you're like, this is too hard now. So right. I'm not good enough to actually do anything with this. I'm good. Well, I mean, speaking it was cool. Of, I like, I don't mind it, but it's like, god damn. It's fun, but uh, the thing about it is, is like, in order to watch it now, like as an adult, you have to like be a fanatic about a team. You know what I mean? Because that's how every soccer fan is. They're like crazy, dude. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't have a team, it's kind of just like, eh, I'm just watching. I don't, you know, I have no horses. It's like when you watch two teams in football, it's the same way. Like, you know what I mean? I don't care who wins between the Chargers and the Broncos. You know what I mean? But if you're a Broncos fan, that's like one of your biggest games of the year. You know what I mean? Like you fucking hype. You know what I'm saying? But not for me. So, I, you know, same thing with soccer. But I was going to say, segueing into American shit, we can get to the politics. I don't even, I did. like, I'm so proud that we haven't talked about Trump and shit for a while. I know, so, I know, yeah. man, but we kind of have to. Yeah. I actually, I actually watched the debate, and we don't have to make this a long segment, because uh, no, to me. No, I just really, this is what I want out of this. What's going to happen? Who, okay. first of all, who wins, and what happens after they, we come to the consensus that that person is one. Okay, so... I mean, I'll go yeah, first uh, if you want me to. I was about to say, yeah, go ahead, man, because I, I got some craziness. I don't even know. I'm, I'm about to go on a fucking uh, Trump rant <laughs> where I just start off on some other shit and just land on, you know, land on X somehow. So well, do your thing, bro. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, that I do not want him to win. I, I do not want Donald Trump to win. And I okay. think that if you watch television, we don't, well, if you watch the news, uh, it seems like the general consensus is Joe Biden's going to win by a lot. That's what I'm hearing when I listen to yeah, stuff. That's what they said about Hillary, though. You know exactly. And, but what's concerning to me is um, there's a lot of, you know, again, this thing where you only see the, part of the argument that your opinion is based off of on the internet. So I support the Democrats this year. I'm not not really tied to any party. I don't really care. This year, I just think we have to vote to get Trump out. That's the only thing that we have to do this year. So I've seen all this stuff, but I'm seeing when I look for it, um, there's a lot of people who are really ardent, like, you wouldn't think are supportive of Trump or would like be positive about how he's come off in these debates. Um, But I watched the debate, the last one with the presidential candidates. And right after it, I watched this video that the LA times did where they just got a bunch of random people on a zoom call that watched it. 
but these were not like experts. These were just like random people in Los Angeles, multiple racial profiles, like different types of people. All of them said that based off of what they saw in the last debate, at least, I mean, there was like 12 people in the Zoom call, I think. I saw like seven of them and I turned it off because they all said, I'm voting for Trump after I saw that shit. And I didn't understand that. But what that says to me is that no matter what you're hearing, I think no matter what, the news is going to say Biden's going to win and whether or not it's by a lot or not, they're going to indicate he's going to win because that's what they want to happen. Whether or not the right, right. Are, are accurate or whatever, but I really, honestly, dude, I don't want it to happen. I have voted so it doesn't happen, but I think Trump's going to win, dude. I think that we're, we're, ignore, we're trying to ignore this gigantic mass of people who are now voting, who normally I don't think would, but they've been activated by Trump to vote. And the numbers that everyone have in mind that are these experts, they don't know that these trash fucking people have all, like, they're turned on. Like, no matter what, what no matter what they see, they're going to vote for him. And they never would have voted if it wasn't for this, some, this crazy dude. You know what I mean? So I think he's going to win. I don't want it to happen, but I think that's what's going to happen, bro. And if it doesn't happen, if somehow Biden is awarded the, you know, he wins both elections, the popular and the electoral college, um, I, Trump's going to call bullshit. He just got this uh, Supreme Court justice in, this new chick. And I think uh, he's going to do whatever he can to not uh, leave the, the White House, which is real scary. Either way, completely terrifying. Well, all right. I like I said, man, I'm about to go on some kind of left field shit. I'm gonna try to make it quick, but I think a lot of people gotta realize some shit first off, right? There is a mass amount of people that think that if Biden wins, he is gonna make them get a vaccine. So off rip with that dude, you're like playing into like really the heartstrings of a lot of American controversy and issues where number one, healthcare is a constant battle for everyone. And then if he were to somehow, like, I don't think he's going to make people get a vaccine because like, I'm going to just tell you off rip, like, I'm not going to get one of them shits. I don't care what anybody says, like, or belief in COVID or whatever, any of that. Like, I'm not afraid of I'm just not afraid of dying. First and foremost, I'm going to just keep it real like that. Like, if that's what my destiny is, then I'll take it versus getting a vaccine from some people that I don't fucking trust. So off rip, I think that's a major selling point for a lot of people. Now, neither one of them have come out and said that. Not even Trump has said that, which I'm surprised he hasn't. But because I feel like that's a good selling point for him. And that's kind of why I personally wouldn't vote for him is because I don't think he's a very smart or tactful person, dude. Because I've sat down and literally like pulled up like a Trump speech on my phone and been like, I'm going to actually try to listen to this dude and see what he said at this rally. Like, I'm not that I agree with it or anything. I just want to hear if you make a coherent point. And he never does. Like he literally just talks in a weird circle that to him makes sense. But if you're like actually listening to the words coming out of his mouth, it's like, bro, what are you talking about? Like you didn't say anything, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you didn't make a point, you know what I'm saying? So like the thing that's terrifying. About do, that, though, let's do an experiment real quick. I'm going to look up Trump speech. I mean, I've never heard him like 
sound smart. So that's why I can't really fuck with them. Cause I feel like you need to be somewhat smart and not even like a genius, but you need to be smart enough to say things as the president. And he can't say things like even George Bush that we used to clown talks better than him. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's kind of where I'm kind of standing with it, dude. Cause I'm just judging these people legitimately off of the type of man that I think they are. Also, I've gone to Trump's website. If you look at Biden's website versus Trump's website, like, first and foremost, Trump is terrifying because as a politician, he doesn't make promises. And that's kind of weird because, like, most politicians, that's what they do. Like, if you go to Biden's website, it says, I plan on cutting your student loans. I plan on getting health care. I plan on doing this. I plan on doing that. And then behind what these bullet points are that he says, then he says, I plan on doing it by, you know, doing this, this, and this. I'm going to cut taxes here, do this. Like, there's a literal, like, small scale, you know, description of kind of how the plan would go. Trump's is literally looks like a D student's work where like, they were like, hey, write an outline for a paper to buy in an hour. And like, literally he sat there and it's just like, this and this, protect your second amendment right. Like, it's just like the most base level shit with no explanation behind it. So once again, he's just not proving intelligence to me. And that's kind of why like, to me, anybody that's seen this for four years, it's been the same case. So, like, anybody that's crazy enough to vote for him, to me, I think they've already put that aside. So, the fact – because you know what I'm saying? Like, you would think – like, I'm, I'm looking for evidence of, like, intelligence of some type of life or decorum or tactfulness, and he hasn't shown it for four years. But these people still keep fucking with him. So, to me, that's not what they care about. You know what I'm saying? Like, it means nothing. So, like, the fact that people, like, go on these debates, they say, oh, he looked unpresidential or – this and that, like, to a D- Democrat voter, then, yeah, that looks like he's losing. But how you said you went on that Zoom call and you, like, saw them people saying that they thought he won? Me, as someone who's impartial, I kind of felt like he won, too, because Biden, not that I would vote for him, but I think that Biden didn't throw the crap back at him. You know what I'm saying? Like, or even the way that he's engaging with him, I feel like Biden isn't, like, a s- smart enough wordsmith to really sit there and, like, go at him and that's what people are looking for like i'm just looking at it from like a stupid person you know what i'm saying it's like standpoint like i feel like they're looking for that argument they want them to be jabbing at each other they want him to give him some shit you know what i'm saying but like he's trying to keep playing that game and he's he's in it like you're you're in a whole different game now dude like trump has switched it up it's not about being a smart politician anymore because like i said for four years he's shown he's not a smart politician and people still keep fucking with him so you as a competitor to that guy you got to be you know, you got to be Randy Savage. You know what I'm saying? If you're going against Hollywood Hulk Hogan, you got to be Randy Savage, dog. Like, you got to be a character too. Like, that's the game we're in now, dude. He so that's why a, I don't know if Biden's going to win a either. Starter, dude. Like, he's like Joe Biden. The thing that he doesn't have going for him is one, he has a lot of skeletons in his closet that they can pull out, which sucks. And two, he has a stutter. He can't speak well. And when he even tries, right. like, there was times where he, in the last debate, where I was like, you know what? That was actually really well put. Like, he didn't trip over his words. But when it gets down to it, the guy just can't – he keeps tripping over his words. And some of the shit, you can tell it's like those moments when he, like, has to talk to America. You know? It seems you can feeble. Tell it, like, that's my thing. It just you can tell it's like somebody had told him to do that. It's not like a natural thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, now you have to talk to America, America. You're yeah. Say say the speaking points. Yeah, and And like to me, like that's what I mean. Like I think that like the simpletons that are gonna vote 
are looking at that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like, like I said, me and you, we're trying to look at it from an intellectual standpoint, but you got to realize like, this is like seeing a second grade teacher battle a, a chimpanzee. You know what I'm saying? What? What the fuck? And like, when a chimpanzee starts throwing shit and the teacher is like, sit down, get at your desk. Like, that's not what the point that you're at anymore. You got to get the ruler out and spank that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not what Biden is giving the people. And I think even Democrats want to see that, bro. And that's why I don't think I'm with you, man. I kind of feel like, I hate saying it. I think Trump going to win too. But when you say about what's going to happen, I think nothing's going to happen from the perspective of a black man. Like, it don't matter who the president is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, I if mean, you really want totally to keep it all the way funky with you. I just, you know I what I'm saying? That it sucks that we're at a point now where, you know, I think it always comes to this every four years where you're just forced to choose, like, oh, well, it, I mean, in this case, it's so extreme to me where it's either just some douche like lunatic or a guy who's probably crooked as fuck, a politician, but at least in terms of the overall, like our image to the world and how maybe connecting us back into some of those things that Trump uh, nixed, like the World Health Organization and being part of those things, like some of those things we gotta be a part of. You know, it's not good that we're not a part of that. So I think like just not having Donald Trump in here, creating all this unrest, I think it's, we need to be voting for Biden, at least in my opinion, but it always seems like it's just, well, this guy's at least this guy's not going to kill us all, or this guy's not a douchebag. Well, it's always like, when are we ever going to be given like more so, could it ever be that um, where it's more like a, your platforms? It's not just, I'm on this team and this is what we do. Like, these are all the. Right etched in concrete platforms we have and it's never going to change like it'd be cool if we could just get a lot of options and like there's all these common problems that we want to address like tell us what you're going to do to do this shit and then make that happen do you think like that could ever happen well the only way that could ever happen to me is you have to take money out of politics bro like, it needs to be that, like, somebody like you and me could decide to run for a public office and not need a billion dollars to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yeah. a couple of things have happened, and, like, Americans have such a short memory, dude. So, like, I, like I said, I try to make it quick, but, like, you realize when Obama ran for presidency, he like he was the first president to raise a billion dollars. That's That was one of his campaign telling them. People forgot about that. That was one of the big things they said about him. He had a billion dollars to campaign with. So off rip right there, what does that tell you? You can't be president unless you're a fucking billionaire. Boom. That's what the message is. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you need to have access to people that can give you a billion dollars to be president. But in order to do that, you have to serve the people that gave you a billion dollars. That's how the fuck it works. Like, this is quid quo pro, dog. Like, that's how America has always been. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had never seen it not like this. So then if you want to flip that, though. You're talking about when are we going to get like an actual candidate where you're like, because like right now, like you said, we're kind of picking president based off of least common denominator. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, the, the best choice is because that's who they picked. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not the best guy. Because even at the Democratic convention, that's kind of what happened. Like it was like, well, we know Sanders is too crazy and people ain't going to want to fuck with him. And we can't put <laughs> this person up there because nobody likes her. And we can't be him because, you know what I'm saying? It's like Biden's the least least controversial out of all of them 
But really, he wasn't even running. He, like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he had conceded his position in Delaware. He, he was just going around as the ex-vice president. Like, that's what his job has been in politics for the last few years. So basically, he ain't been doing shit. That's why his shit not crisp. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can't make good speeches because he ain't been in the game. You know what I mean? So, like, that's off rip, to me, what, that's what I'm saying. So, like, to me, me and you, I think we both kind of see eye to eye agreeing that to some degree there is a controlling hand above all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how deep you think the conspiracy goes, but me, you know, I've I've given diatribes on it. So, if, believing in that dark hand, if you're the dark hand, right, you could have put a better candidate up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me shows you don't want that other side to win. You want Trump to keep doing what he's doing because with him in power, he's get, he's playing to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoever those people are, he's getting them bread. They're winning still. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have not taken a loss since – before I mean, Clinton, they've had like un- the first Bush. unmeasurable gains yeah. even through the pandemic. I yeah, mean, that's what I'm saying. Pandemic. And that's but what I'm saying is like that's been like that since Bush number one, dude. Like Jimmy Carter, if I'm not mistaken, was the only president to really try to stand up to that shit since like JFK. And they ushered him out the back door, and they was like, I think they probably told him, "You lucky we ain't put a bullet in your head, motherfucker." And showed him the Kennedy tape and put him out the door, and was like, "Peace." You know what I mean? And like ever since then, they've been doing that because like. Who ran? Ask, answer this question. You probably don't even remember, because I'm trying to remember. Who ran against Obama the second time? The first time it was wasn't it Mitt Romney? Uh, McCain. It was McCain, right? So the second time, you, you have to ask yourself, wasn't it Mitt Romney? So what did the Republicans do? They put up a Biden type candidate to usher up there and be like, "Hey, yeah, we we tried," you know what I'm saying? But Romney ain't gonna beat motherfucking Obama. Come on, man! Like that dude was up there. Like, baby Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was spitting shit and kissing babies. You know what I mean? Like, the epitome of a politician. Then ask yourself this. Who ran against Clinton the second time? See what I'm saying? Who was that? You remember the first time? Boom. See what I'm saying? So, like, so Bob Dole was going to beat Clinton? Clinton was on late night playing saxophone and shit, bro. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember, because, I mean, SNL, like, did all that shit. You know, they're always, like, heavy into politics. But, like, Bob Dole was literally, it was like somebody pulled Nixon's corpse out of the ground and just was like, here, he's not going to work totally right, but... Like, he always was just fucking that, like, God, look at my goddamn it. He just sounded like an angry... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because, like, dude, this is the thing that they realized, bro. Like, Nixon lost uh, to Kennedy or whatever. They were saying because he had, like, sweat on his lip. You remember that? Like, it's like a story they tell about that shit. So, like, what they found out was because that was the first time the presidential election was ever aired on television. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they were saying a lot of people on radio, when they listened to it, thought that Nixon won. But you know, people on TV said they thought Kennedy won because he looked better. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if we know this. Why are you gonna put an ugly ass Bob Dole up against hot shot, sexy fly Clinton? You see what I'm saying? The same thing with Mitt Romney versus Obama and McCain versus Obama. People are visual. You know what I'm saying? Like, you realize they put ads on your phone and shit because they know if you see it, you gonna remember it. It's gonna attract your attention. You know what I'm saying? They're bright, they're attentive, they move. There's music to them, all that shit. Same thing with the presidency. They come out to music, they have their haircut a certain way, they look a certain way, they do certain shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is all an act, bro. Like, we make movies and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've shot videos, we know how this shit works, you know what I mean? Like, the news is not telling you the facts. The news is presenting a story to you that they wrote, and then they present it the best way they can, you know what I mean? Like, they don't show up to the site and actually ask real bystanders. Sometimes they catch people that saw it, but 
It's not like they're piecing together evidence so that they can take it to court and be like, at 9.05, we rolled up on the scene and saw this and that. Like, it's not that detailed. You know what I'm saying? It's that, oh, something happened down here, downtown. Let's ask this guy what he saw. Man, it was crazy, dog. I seen like three people over here doing this and that. And then <laughs> motherfucking bomb went off. Boom. Shit was crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we know this shit is scripted, dog. So why do you think this presidential election is any type of way? To me, if you're believing this script, I don't think the script wants Biden to win. Like, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't now, I know feel that. Like I, I mean, it's just like nothing seems strong about the campaign at all. Like, even the vice president, like, they picked this Kamala Harris chick. But it's like, that doesn't, like, I thought that might be the difference maker, like, having this powerful voice. But you don't hear shit. Like, all this COVID stuff, like, you're not getting any of that. And I don't really even think, honestly, dude, it would matter. Because this. Well, you know what's really sad about that? Pence and Pence and Kamala are better candidates for presidency than either one of those. Oh yeah, like I don't like Mike Pence, but at least Mike Pence to me goes up there and says shit coherently to where I can say, oh, he had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like I said, Trump literally for four years has been saying shit where it's like, where did you start? Like, hold on, bro, what are you talking about? Like, like stop for a second, just stop talking what are you saying? Like, answer the question, yes or no first, and then you can say all that other shit. But he don't, like, for four years he's been doing this and nobody has questioned this dude at that shit, bro. Like, they just showed him walk off of 60 minutes and, like, I think, like I said, like, you have to look at that being interpreted by the two sides that are watching it. Like, I really feel like to the Democratic person that sees him get off of 60 minutes, they're laughing at themselves like, oh, this dummy can't even talk to Barbara Walters and shit, man. Look at this dude, man. He a fucking clown. But then to the, you know, the right wing, they're like, Damn right, man. Fuck those media. Fucking yeah. And he's made it. He's shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, this climate where the, he's like, these people are bullshit. They're all, this is fake. Like, they're right. perpetrating some bullshit. So, fuck them anyway. So, he can do that. But then here's like, the other thing. See, they was trying to fucking, they was trying to lie on President Trump. They was trying to tell right. lies about him. That's why he walked out. And it's like, dude, what are you Didn't talking about? Didn't think about this, about, bro. Dude. Oh, I just shot so much truth into Aaron that he fucking paused. Aaron. Aaron. All right, yeah. I got you back. Sorry about that. All right, technical difficulties. But so Trump in the first election, though, got caught or they're trying to say he colluded with Russia or whatever, right? But regardless if that happened or not, when the Mueller report came out that said he did or he didn't, it got represented to a House full of Republicans, I mean, a Senate full of Republicans, and then they swept it under the rug. So nothing mm-hmm. came from it. So mm-hmm. because of that, that now gave him the free will to go back to those same countries. And this time, because we don't know if he colluded or not the first time, but now we know that he's in bed with them people. He's friends with Putin. He's friends with all them people now. So he could literally be like, hey, what y'all did last time, you know what I'm saying? Here's a little something, something under the table. Do that shit again. Because you can't tell me this election's not going to get interfered with. It's already happened, and they didn't take no steps to stop it this time from happening. Why do you think that is? Who's in charge of making it safe? Trump. You see what I'm saying? So, like, to me, like, it's all shaped up to, once again, build that same Hillary buildup where it's like, oh, there's no way this fucker can win, to then fall down on our faces and be like, no, I did. But Trump's good for those other countries, too, dude. He's, like, he's getting billionaires paid. They have cheap labor in China. They're paying those people more, not the workers, but the, you know, the factory managers and all of them people getting more money. In the Republic of China making more money from it. So to me, it's all 
to their benefit, bro. Like I said, if you really believe in that dark hand shit, like they're winning. There's no I mean, point to stop the train. You know what I mean? It's just crazy that, you know, we've gone through the pandemic this far. It's like literally six months, like as long as we've been doing this podcast and it's all culminating and it, like everyone's getting kind of tired of that. And now we're on to this. And it seems like this whole thing, if you just watch it as like a story unfold, it's the timing of all this just seems so ridiculously, it's so serendipitous. It's crazy, if, this is re- if this is just really random things happening in the universe and it just serendipitously happened to be that we had this pandemic and it, shut, it created all these things in government that these problems and all these bigger problems in society and it's all, that's all like whirling around. And now we have this presidential thing where it's literally two of, it's the most divided I've ever seen in a presidential election in my lifetime, for sure. Like I, it's always you know been I really like think it is? the fuck the Republicans and you know, the Democrats are like say fuck the Republicans and vice versa. I've, it's always been like that. And that's always why I never bought into politics. Cause I was like, these guys are just playing uh, the game. Yeah. They're playing a, a, like a movie or a stage play out in front of us where, yeah, they hate it. It's just like just like wrestling. They're acting right. in front of us, and then they go out back, and they're all smoking cigarettes like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. It's people you know? in the audience of wrestling, dude, that think that Stone Cold wants to stab The Undertaker. Yeah. Like, like, if he, like if he saw him on the street, he was going to really kill him. But the only reason why he didn't because he in the ring. So you got to just tap him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's people that really think this, dog. So, like, that's what politics is. They really think the, that they, they're not on the same team. Like, I, I'm, I wouldn't go so – I really believe that if you lose a presidency, you, like, running for a presidency, you probably make money, dog, like, in a loss. You probably make bread. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't see – you see what I mean? Like, I don't see how that's not a benefit to you financially because you were raising all that money to run, and if you win, you were going to get a bunch of bread. And now that you've lost, you probably get a check and walk off into the sunset. Like – I don't really see this, like, I don't think that's a far-fetched idea, you know what I mean? Like, I can't prove it, because I don't know enough about the shit, but, I mean, I, I could do some research and find out. I'm pretty sure you get money for losing the, the, in any election. You, you wind up with some bread, you know what I'm saying? And, like, think about this, bro. Like, you talking about the serendipitousness of all this shit? This is where I've been on this week, man, is I've been kind of doing some, like, crazy spirituality shit, just researching a whole bunch of crazy shit. And to me, what I've been noticing is I think that's really what's going on is we're in a battle right now for our minds or or your soul or whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's all just tied into this election. I think it's just like the times that we're living in. Like, I think that we're in an age now where they're literally trying to like know everything about you so that they can literally be like, how can we best sell something to this person or use this person to sell something for us? You know what I mean? So like, it's to that degree now, dude, where like, I still, like, if you have an Apple watch, like Apple knows when you're looking at your phone and then they know if you, if you have a slight change in your pulse or whatever, based off of what you're viewing in your phone. And they can see that like same thing on Facebook. Like when you scroll through Facebook, they can look and see how long did you look at that ad for? How long did you watch that video for? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, he, he, he reacted to that. He said he liked that one. He said he hated that one. So let's give them more of that because regardless of how you react, they know now that they have a response from you. So they're going to keep sending you more of that, whether it's something you hate or something you like, they're going to keep sending it to you. So like, literally it's like a battle for your mind, dude. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like I was, I was saying on that spiritual shit and I was thinking about the matrix movie. Right. 
And when they told Neo that he was the one the first time, he didn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? And like, really think about what did Neo do to become the one? Like, yeah, they gave him all the training shit. Like when he got into the little, you know, simulator and shit, like they gave him all the karate shit. But even then he wasn't the one. When he became the one was at the end of the movie when he had a what? A shift of thought. Like his, he had like a consciousness shift where he said, oh, damn, the spoon don't really exist. And then he stopped the bullets and shit in thin air. You know what I mean? But like the only thing that changed in him was what he thought about himself. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's going on when I say it's a battle for your mind. Like I think that they want you in fear. Like they want you afraid of the pandemic. They want you worried about the election. They want you. Damn. Hold on, bro. All right, cool. We're back. Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on. I mean, my internet's been bad all week, dude, so I don't know. I think my phone, um, they're trying to uh, phase out my old phone technology and make me buy a new phone, but <laughs> they can kiss my ass. But but no, like, but you feel me on what I'm saying, though, basically is that, like, all this stuff, dude, the election, the pandemic, everything is to keep you in a state of fear so that they can control your mind, dude. Because, like I said, if you're afraid and scared and somebody comes to you with a blanket and warm food, you could never view that person as an enemy. But then come to find out, it's like, the Hansel and Gretel story where oh the, the witch got a house made out of candy but come to find out this bitch trying to push you in the oven you know what I'm saying like I think I think that's what I think that's what's going on you know what I'm saying like they're trying to present the solution to you as oh you're, you're scared of the pandemic well here's a cure-all you know what I'm saying or you're worried about your job well here here's something for you so you don't gotta worry about the job here's a stimulus check whatever you know what I'm saying like anybody with an answer now is the solution and your best friend because what really is the most terrifying thing is, is that the only answers you really can trust are from yourself. Nope. Like that's what America's falling apart from, but we put our hands into, into the government and like a lot of things that we even argue about as a government, like in, as people aren't even government problems, like a gay person getting married and shit or someone using a bathroom. That's not a government issue, bro. That's a so that's a societal thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's not something that you need to write a law about to say, Oh, everybody's equal now. Like, it should just be that you have inalienable rights like anyone else. Like if you want to be called they, or you want to be a woman or whatever, like that's an inalienable right. Just just pursuit of happiness. Go be happy. You know what I'm saying? But they don't want you really happy. You know what I'm saying? Because a happy person don't need nothing. They need to sell you shit. That's why you got to be afraid and, you know what I'm saying? The constant turmoil, dude. And that's why they keep the shit going. Like that's why I think Trump's probably the best thing to happen to them because the more he keeps everybody in, you know, chaos and turned up, the more they can sell you shit. Because then it's like, well, here's a solution to all your problems. You unhappy? Here's a pill. You, oh, you, you should buy that thing. It'll, buy that boat. It'll make you feel like you're good now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you made it. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to keep going down the, the rabbit hole with you. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm crazy, but. No, I mean, I think that's interesting. I, I do agree, though. Like, beyond everything, like, especially right now, even if you just are talking about the pandemic, um, the one thing that I can, through all this, um, that seems to be the most clearest way to be safe with a, in this time with the thing with COVID going around is that you yourself, and this goes into what you're saying, need to be in shape. You need to take care of your health and like eat well, exercise, like do things to make your immune system better. Well, check this. It's not just They're physical. Not it's here that. too. It's your mind too, bro. Like that's what you got. But that again, that's too. That is uh, again. That goes with it also. And I mean, for me personally, uh, we've been doing this. Like I've been trying to do things that are fulfilling to me personally, and I'm trying to 
like kind of flex that part of my muscle too, where, you know, maybe I wasn't doing that. I was sick before or whatever. We were all busy. You just don't do the things that you make you happy. And like one thing that makes me happy is being creative, you know, writing or doing this shit with you. It might not be anything. It doesn't have to be like this groundbreaking shit, but just doing this and all the stuff that I'm learning. And I think that both of us are learning about being consistent and, um, you know, setting goals and stuff and attaining those goals, it does help. And it's like a life lesson. And you can do that now. And especially when you're all locked up and shit, probably like something that is easy to do for everyone is just do something you're like trying to do or passionate about and see what happens. Like do well, that kind of stuff. That'll help hell you. yeah. Like what you're saying, dude, uh, is kind of something called ego death. But what I would definitely say is 100% yes, work out, stay in shape, because that makes your mind fresher too. Like it's been scientifically proven, like people that work out have better brain function. So like, that's number one step. And then that brain function will start making you want to do more shit like that. Get into your creative endeavors, do those things. Because really what that is, like I was saying, it's like the death of the ego where your ego wants to be safe in the shell, happy, never challenged. Like, that's what ego is. Like, the second that somebody, like, you think you a hard dude, you think you big and bad, somebody push you in the back, you know, they're too big for you to fight, so you get scared, and then you run away. Ice Cube, I'm talking to you. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. But, but see, like, if that were to happen, though, then my ego is now bruised, and now I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not who I thought I was. Or, like, if you make something creative, and then you fail at it, and nobody likes it, it's just like, damn, that shit wasn't good, you know what I'm saying? But, like, the only way it gets better is to constantly keep killing that ego where you say to yourself, I'm going to keep challenging myself, even though I'm not comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what people think is like, you're going to reach this point in life where that goes away. You know what I'm saying? Like, people think that, like, I guess I'm trying to even think of like, who's an example? Like, I'm pretty sure Hulk Hogan, every night that he went out there and he like was doing his match, like in his back of his mind, it's like, I hope all this goes well. All the moves got to be right. You know what I'm saying? I got to drop the boot at the right time. Like, I got to do the Hulkamania. Like, I, mean, I think people... Look at, uh, look at a guy like Jordan. That guy yeah. did everything possible. Miserable. Miserable Bro. motherfuckers. Cared it's about funny that you say that. I met a guy that claims he played golf with Jordan a lot of times. And I was like, has Jordan ever, like, broken 80? And he was like, he can do it, but not consistently. And he was like, he said, he was like, Jordan would give up one of his championship rings if he could break uh, 80 consistently as a golfer, shoot like scratch golf, you know what I'm saying? Like if he could shoot like a 75 or a 68 or something, like he said he would give it one of his rings. I was like, that's hilarious. But like, that's, that's the ego, you know what I'm saying? Like and him playing golf challenges that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I like golf. It's something you're constantly working at, you know what I'm saying? And like, people don't have that same mindset to their life. Like they think like, well, I got a job taking care of all my needs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm cool now. I can just chill. It's like, this is when you need to be working even harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is when you really got to look at yourself and say, because, like, it's, it's billion. Like, Robert Williams killed himself, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. somebody that you would think to yourself, like, would be a happy person, got all the answers. He somehow couldn't get to that point where he said, it's okay that I'm not 100% satisfied. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, I mean, he might have been depressed too. I ain't trying to hate on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's chemical imbalances that go on. No, but I mean, that is crazy. Somebody who exuded happiness and like made everyone laugh and got accolades because of it on multiple levels, that guy couldn't even, like, he'd had nothing. He didn't have to care about like money, you know, what he was going to do to like live or eat or any of that shit. Like, 
he had none of those. Those things were for most people like you and me, like we've gone through times where that was everything. Right. The it's only like thing that we can think right. of. Right. If I just got food on my plate and gas in my car and yeah. money in my pocket, like I could be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like he had all those things and still didn't hit that point because now we have those things and we see the same thing. It's like, damn, like now we got to build towards something else. We got to challenge ourselves. We got to keep doing more things. Like, because the second that you stop, you start really nitpicking at everything and then everything is a problem now. You know what I'm saying? Well, like you're yelling at like- you on the street. As you get older, I think the sense of urgency just in terms of like getting that satisfaction of completing anything. You know, like when we finish a draft on the script or we do one of these or we, you know, when we finished a video back in the day, like there was always that like, it wasn't long for me where, you know, we got to be like, hell yeah. Like we thought of this, wrote it, shot it, right. edited it, put it out in like a week. And that's crazy for us, you know, we did it, whatever. But then, like, immediately, like, five minutes after we said that, we are like, what's the next thing? So, I You know what that, that really is, dude? It's so many. You see that all through life, bro. And, like, I had cancer, and I didn't know if I was going to survive. And there were times when I was in the hospital or even, like, just sitting at home sick where I was like, dude, if I could just be alive – and not worry about like living or, you know, just getting through this. I'm not gonna ever care about anything ever again. And the shitty, like the awesome thing is I got through it and I'm doing great and I keep pushing myself. But the weird thing is like, even through that, even through something like that, where, you know, it is what it is. Like people go through that every day and like people have worse and better experiences than I had, but it's never enough, dude. You just always want, there's going to be something, whether it's like business or like you said, like something new you want to try, like for Jordan, golf, where it's like, I can't get, I want to be good at this, but I can't, I'm not good at this. Or this wasn't what I wanted it to be. Like, there's going to be a situation like that. No matter well, what. you know what I it just, is, dude? I just moved. And it's like, I just moved into a huge place in LA, a, a space where I never even thought I would ever be able to be at this level. And I'm here. And now I'm like, can't wait to get to, you know, like I did it. I'm not stressing, but it's like, I can even feel that now where it's like, what's the next, like, how do I make this better now? It's always that. You should always at least have that. I think everybody does. Well, I was about to say, I think it's the internal battle. Like I was talking about the ego. And then the flip side of that is that inside of all of us, bro, like regardless of if you believe in, a god or whatever like there's like a creative force in every human that is god like you know what i'm saying because like you can take something that is that doesn't exist and make it like that's a god like activity you know what i'm saying whether you're the biggest brightest person or the stupidest person like a stupid person can put two sticks together bang it and make an instrument you know what i'm saying like that's how tools came to be as we have now you know what i'm saying but then like there's somebody that can smash atoms together you know what i mean but like then, like I said, even in that person that's a physicist and wants to smash atoms, somewhere in his mind, he's sitting there saying, damn, bro, you probably shouldn't do that shit because if it don't work, man, they all going to laugh at you and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the ego. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're constantly battling that no matter who you are, bro. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like, especially now in the pandemic era that we live in, you can't be listening to that fearful ego shit no more because it's people dying every day, dog. Like, regardless if you want to say that shit is real or not, like – these numbers are increasing, you know what I'm saying? It's always been like that, really. If you really want to look at how the world is, people, you can get shot in two seconds, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
and I mean, being innocent bystander, whatever. Life, dude, that's the lesson I got is from cancer is that right? You no know what? Even if it does, like now I got over it. Uh, I'm not constantly afraid I'm gonna get sick, but I'm gonna live like this shit could all end tomorrow because I've been there where I had a great job. I thought everything was. You know, I checked all these boxes and I was like, I'm keeping, this is great. My life's going to, I'm going to keep this trajectory. Everything's on a path. Like this is the path. And then boom, it was like, you know, it was, you couldn't get it back. You had to keep going, but there was no plan. So it's right. possible, but I mean, it's scary, dude. But I think that you're right. I think right now, I mean, I w wish the election wasn't looming, but I think that's just like good advice in life. And I think now more than ever for, to get through like the pandemic for people that are isolated and don't, you know, even for me, like even knowing like what I liked, like, no, like you said, like knowing who you are and like kind of being cool with that. That's like the ultimate thing. I think beyond like getting into the goal stuff, of life, that is what life is. It's like, cause for me, honestly, up until real recently, dude, I felt like a piece of shit every day. Like people, I could make people laugh and I could be happy. And like, you know, you knew me. Like, I don't think you thought every day I was waking up like, dude, you fucking suck. But that's how I felt for a lot of my life. Just because you're whatever the things that you're using for goals or like achievements or your opinions of yourself that were given to you by like your friends or through other, you know, experiences and shit. That shit can get to, like, fuck your head up, and then you can't get Hell out of yeah. it. And Hell like, yeah. I mean, what you're saying, you went through, I went through the same thing, dog, where I would be like, man, this ain't really where I'm trying to be right now. Like, I need to be doing more. And, like, part of it was probably, yeah, I did need to be doing more. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm capable of more. Like, that's what I think is the real thing. Like, on that episode of, uh, which I'm going to call it, uh, Lovecraft Country, when the girl goes to space and she says that, she's like, I hate white people because i let them make me think i was less than but then she said i hate me because i let them do that to me you yeah. know what i'm saying i think that's what like you're saying like it's the culmination of things your parents told you things you heard at church your friends like on the news that you learned you know what i'm saying like faults mistakes you made like all those things make you feel like damn yo like i'm not where i should be or whatever but then deep inside you know you're capable of doing anything you know what i'm yeah. saying like if you really like if you really wanted to be a, a physicist right now dude or be an astronaut you could do that shit you know what i'm saying like i like it ain't nothing that can stop you you smart you can read right eventually you can understand any concept so what's to stop you from wanting to do that shit you know what i'm saying like so that's what i think people really don't see is this whole thing like even with this election ties into that like i really think people need to realize it don't matter who wins like, you need to be looking at yourself and being like, what's going to make me get to where I want to be so I don't, this doesn't matter to me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I don't think it, any of it matters, bro. Well, like, I, I told mean, you. I don't think that, like, for me, whatever happens in a few days or in a week, I am going to, it's the same thing I always say. No matter who I voted for or whether they won or lost, my life has never been affected by a presidential election. You know what I'm saying? Life goes Same on. Same here. These That's what people, I said. That's what... Anybody who's voting, you got to realize that no matter who wins, like even if Donald Trump wins, you know, I swear, I hope to God that he's not like, I'm going to burn this whole motherfucker to the ground because that's not what's going to happen. It's not possible. And like we've done it. We're telling people to do it. It's just, 
life's going to go on. You know, you're well, you're going to keep you got to keep pushing for yourself because Joe Biden ain't going to win an election and give you some magic ticket to a successful, happy life. Right. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Even if he had that promise, he's only in for four years. So you're not going to he's not doesn't have any ability to really do anything that's going to affect you. So I think we're doing what, you know. This might not seem productive to a lot of people, but like just doing this and like flexing some sort of creative muscle and actually like putting on, like, I don't give a fuck if you like my opinion. It's my opinion, but it's like, you could tell through listening to this shit that we're good people. I wish that there would be more of that kind of shit where it's like, okay, you got some weird opinion. Like as long as you're not some, like one of these psychos that's out here just like, you know, carrying it up and like, actively being super aggressive about whatever their opinion is and trying to like confront you if you don't agree with it it just seems like that's what's scary about now where usually i'd be like who gives a fuck but now it seems like all the people attached to whoever like either group like i don't like them attached to anybody it's i'm not a democrat or a republican but it's just like why are you motherfuckers so up in arms about this when you you're all broke I don't give a fuck unless you're the guy on the lawn with the gun in front of the mansion that with his wife and shit. Those are the people that Trump and all the politicians are really speaking to. Those people, because they even those even those people, dude. You see, they're out on the lawn needing needing to flex their gun muscle because they aren't secure enough to sit in a house and be like, oh, those people, you know, they don't know no better. You know what I mean? Because like that's right. Even to that level, and you and I might never reach that level. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get why everyone thinks that they need to put this, like, put some passion into the social issues and put some passion into changing society. But don't put your, like, don't put your, even, like, physically put yourself out there to where you're, like, trying to intimidate people and be like, you know, it just seems so crazy that we've gotten to this point where this has already happened. Like right. all these things that we're seeing have happened in one way or the other in the past in our country and other countries, and it never works out in a good way. So why not like pull it back a little bit and do what we should, what I would think the internet should have gotten us to, which is just like being able to get a like some sort of group thinking where it's like clear, it's not based on any kind of weird like fucking dumb opinion that you have like i don't know how to like word this but i just thought the internet would bring about more of an awareness of like this collective experience that we're going through and not this we all gotta divide like who's in this camp okay well well, i think what it is for you it's like it's so stupid i think what it is is that uh like a lot of what you're talking about is that people put a lot of their self-worth in outward shit you know what i'm saying so like i think like they feel like even with this election it's like i believe in everything that biden's saying and i want the world to be like how it should be under a real president so the only way i'll be okay is if this works out like this you know what i'm saying whereas you're only okay if you're okay with who you are you know what i'm saying like that's like that's like i said like people bringing guns out on the lawn and pointing them at people and shit it's like if you're a happy successful person you would never fight a bum in the street you know what i'm saying so like why are you going out here? You're not going to shoot anybody, first off. Like, That's what I always see, said when I looked you know at I mean? I was like, those people, the fact that somebody 
Because to me, as somebody who just has a knowledge of guns in general, uh, the act of pointing a gun at me puts me into a blind rage. And that like somebody like that where it's clear that you're not gonna do, you're not gonna light somebody up on the lawn with all these people around. Somebody should have ripped that gun out and just whooped that dude's ass because that's what should happen in a real like situation. Like it's crazy that that's even, I don't know. Like to me, well, my dad are... just point, like if you're educated on guns, when I was educated on guns, my dad, it was just like, if you point this at anything other than what it's supposed to be pointed at, you have created a critical and catastrophic error that's hell yeah it's, you, it was just like implanted in me and it like hell yeah just, same with me yeah i mean like i've gone through like saying my dad showed me how to shoot guns and all that same thing man like you never point that shit at somebody unless you're trying to actually shoot them you know what i'm saying and i like, mean exactly that's you know what it, I mean? like so, it wasn't even instructed to me like that it was just like if you point this at somebody and you're like this isn't a joke like right, basically exactly. like that kind of thing. It's not a toy. Don't, it's not a game. Don't, you turn it, like you should know where this like what is going on with this at all times. Like I think that's why it's so confused like all this gun shit too. It's like if an educated gun expert, I'm not scared of that guy. I am scared of people like that would just brandish them out of some like weird Well, you know what they call guns and hip hop now? They call it the dick. Like people are your stick. Like they literally have self put their self identity into an item, an outward thing. That's what we're talking about, bro. Like you call your gun your dick. You see what I'm saying? So like awful. Just I've heard rappers say that, dude. So just even having that mentality, and like this is America where you can get a gun off the streets easily. You know what I'm saying? So like that right there just shows you how crazy this world is. Like, that's what I'm saying, dog. Like, you're not working on yourself. You're putting yourself worth in the outward thing, a big truck, a gun, your money in the bank, you know what I'm saying? Like, where it should really be. Like I said, what type of person are you? Are you challenging yourself in new endeavors? Do you turn the TV off sometime and just think about shit? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's why a lot of people don't have their own opinions, bro. Like, I sit in the dark sometime and just be like, what comes to my mind? Let me see. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really how i think america like the world in the past i mean was able to like build pyramids and shit and like cross oceans was that somebody sat in the dark and like those things all like came into their brain you know what i'm saying yeah. because like i don't think there's i think that in the past we had more time as a as a people to like do that you know what i'm saying like when you would look at the night sky and the stars and just see endless stars in the sky like you realize every one of those stars is a fucking sun. You know what I'm saying? Like it just showed you like the limitlessness of the possibilities. Now we literally look at things through a Disney microscope, dude, where it's like, well, I don't got the big house and the, you know, Prince Charming or whatever. So shit, I must not, I must not be the star of this movie. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, everybody wants to be the star in this show. And it's like, that's not how this shit really works. Like you're the star in your show because you created the show. You know what I'm saying? Like around you, you know what I mean? It needs to be that the things you want to happen, you go out and make happen, you know what I'm saying? Or even have your mind open to them, you know what I'm saying? But like, you ain't going, it ain't gonna happen when you're sitting in your little, you know, your little sheltered world. Like, that's what I think is going on. Like I said, yeah, I man, think, I've been having some crazy spiritual shit going on with me this week, so. Well, and also like when deep. you're like locked up like that, not doing shit, and you're not like actively like working towards a goal, like a personal goal. Like for me, like when I would just like day, when we would have days or like I would have personal days where I would even like call off work or something and have a free day. 
I wouldn't fill it with anything more than like working out. And like, to me at the time I'd rationalize that like, yeah, but people, some people can't even work out. I'm doing that. So guess I can have a free day of like, I don't have to do any writing or I don't have to maybe put some ideas down for like a, a new movie script or a new sketch or something like, and when you're like that, like to me, it made me more angry, you know? So mm -hmm. I can see like, I think that's where some of this like froth and like this bullshit, like this aggression is coming from. Like there's a lot of people at home right now that don't know, like you said, don't know who they are. So they don't know what's ultimately going to make them happy. So they've put their anger and I guess happiness into like Trump or Biden or whatever. And that's their world. So like for us, we got this shit. We have our own personal things, you know, wh whatever it is. And we have stuff to focus on and are actively like not putting, like I'm not, I'm, you know, it's gonna happen however it's happened. I voted, so it is what it is. I'm scared about some stuff, but I know I'm gonna be okay. And I'm just gonna keep pushing on my personal goals and my family goals. And, yeah, man. You I would tell you, don't, uh, don't, don't listen to that scaredness, fear, or whatever, bro. Because it's the same thing, like when you were talking about moving. You know, what I'm saying, like you were all up in arms about how this is gonna work, how that's gonna work. Like what you gotta realize is, like I said, man, like we're timeless, like the fucking sun, dude. Like I, I truly believe, like in the soul. So I don't think nobody ever really dies, and I ain't trying to say like we have forever on this earth because I think you do. You know, you die, and I think you become something else. You know, what I'm saying, but even in that, like, to me, that's why I would never fear death, though, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's not really the end of the journey in the sense of, like, oh, you know, they're gonna drop a bomb on my house. It's like, all right, then I'm just going to be blown up, you know what I'm saying? And, like, as I know this existence, it will be gone and, like, whatever, but I know that I've been a good enough person where hopefully something I've said to someone else, my words have rung to them, and then that could carry on if, if that's how I live on in the future, that's how I live on. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the memory of me, you know what I mean? Like, and I ain't trying to get all dark or nothing, but like, I'm just saying like, that's why I would tell you to never be worried about it. And that's why I think like all this shit that's going on with the politics and everything is to incite fear because they know when you're fearful, you are easily controlled. When you have fear in you, you're easily controllable. And I think that's what they want to go on. But if you're, I said, what can you offer someone who doesn't fear anything or doesn't need anything? You know what I'm saying? Like as a politician, oh, well, I'll clean up the water. It's like, man, you know, I drink the water from the sky, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if you're just some all need, you have every need provided for, what can somebody come to you and offer you? Nothing. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I think really is the goal for anyone in this world, bro. Especially for like people like you and me, we need to get to that point where it's, I'm not trying to be like so self-centered or whatever, but it needs to get to that point where it's like, you're so solid in yourself that you can reach out and help other people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's probably the biggest thing, most fearful thing even, you know what I'm saying? It's like trying to help someone you don't know or even someone you do know is a, it's a tough thing, man. It's a, it's a hard thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like we tried to do it. We've had experiences where it didn't go right. You know what I'm saying? Cause like yeah. you can only help people that want to be helped. You know what I'm saying? Like that's part of it too. So it's just like, that's, but I think that's why the world is falling off, dude. Cause we're so incomplete to the point where like, we're all, you know, worried why we don't have everything we want or desire and because we're not we don't have that we can't help no one else get nowhere and then like the only way we're ever going to get anywhere is help bro. like nobody got anywhere by themselves you know what i'm saying well, like ain't nobody you know, built wrong by themselves 
And also just to like piggyback on that thing you were saying about like solid in yourself. One thing I've noticed is that, you know, we were talking about like not liking yourself or not thinking uh, you're good enough or whatever. And uh, I definitely feel like I'm like, I know I have like criticisms of myself, but it's not like as strong anymore. So I definitely would say I like myself even maybe not totally, but a lot more than I used to. And when you do have that confidence of like, how can I like word this like in a really concise way? Like when you, it's like, I know I'm a good person. You know what I'm saying? I've done things now. Like I feel like I got a clean slate and I'm working off of that. And everything I've done since I've gotten better is to better for my, myself and my like family and stuff and the people that I love. And now that I have like the confidence of being like, <clears throat> not only am I a good person, but like in my job, I'm doing everything I can to be a good employee to this company. So recently I had to get a negotiation for pay because it just was what it was. So in the past, you know, maybe I didn't feel like I was a good, like just a good person in general. So when you walk into something where you're like trying to sell yourself and you don't have that confidence, that's a tough fucking thing. You don't go into it well and it usually doesn't end well. Nobody's like, gonna buy nothing if you ain't if yeah. you don't believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like if you so wouldn't buy a product hard. yourself, why? Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to get it out because like I went through this thing recently, but I did things this time to not only that you know I was already I feel like in a good position to negotiate anyway, but I took steps to like um, prepare and do things that maybe in the past I wouldn't have done as much of, but I've seen it work leading up to it and it worked and I think that part of that was just like me being like I know I'm a good person they had you know having that leverage of being like I've done everything I can I'm a good person I'm honest I'm open and I'm just gonna like present this whatever this is and like in that way I think that you know getting that like it's never gonna be a total win for that you're never gonna like Maybe you will, but like I think most normal people, you're not, there's always going to be something you don't like about yourself, whatever it is. I got plenty of like rights, but when you get to that point where you actually just like accept like I'm a good guy or I, I like me and you're comfortable with that, that sets you now on a path where you can sort of like set aside some things because you recognize truly that they are bullshit because you have a clear focus on life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, I think what you're talking about, like, that never reaching that point or always having that feeling or whatever of being, like, uptight about it is because it's like growing baby teeth or something, bro. Like, that shit hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not fun to grow, dude. Like, that's what people don't really understand, bro. Because, like, in order to grow in any endeavor, you have to do things you've never done before. Anytime yeah. you do something you've never done, it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be that you just pick something up right away and now you're the greatest painter on earth you know what I mean like that's not how you become an artist you know what I mean like or a businessman or whatever you know what I'm saying like but your first business deal probably gonna go about, south what's beautiful about life is once you've done something truly from like beginning to end like for me what really opened my eyes was losing a shitload of weight like once you see that you like I pushed myself to do something I didn't think I could do and I did it. Well, that applies universally. Like yep. it might not be the same steps for losing weight, but it's like 
once you see like, oh, really what it always amounts to is preparation, putting time in, and just putting the fear of failure away. And usually like to me, Perseverance. Like, like those things all, in, like if you do that, it's going to work across the board. It might take time and you're going to fail, but like the failure now, it's not like, I used to just like, when you hate yourself and you fail, you punish yourself so much more than like, now oh, yeah. it's like, it's like what a good quarterback in the NFL should do. You throw an interception, you go to the sideline, you maybe be like, God damn it. But then you go out and you try again and you're going to get it back. Like, and you're going to get to that next success. So I don't know, man. I, I think that you're right. Like beyond, you know, I know we started off on like a political thing, and, but I think it's important to know, like, for everybody that's so tied into this politics shit right now, um, it is going to end soon, no matter who, what the outcome is and what we've been saying about, like, I guess really just like mental health and self uh I, I guess I don't want to say self-love because it sounds like we're be talking about beating off, but like <laughs> just like appreciation of oneself. Like I think those things ultimately are like the like no matter who you are, you got to really focus on that now because this pandemic is not going to end soon. We're all going to have to continue to focus on like the mental health aspect of it because that's going to be huge, and the physical health. Whatever you can do to exercise, in my opinion, like we've been going on jogs. Um, I work out like five times a week and I know that's not possible for everybody, but doing something to like get yourself to a physical level where you're just at least in good shape and maybe eating a little bit better might make all the difference if you do get this shit or any, oh if you get sick at all, like it might make all the difference in the world. I don't want to delve too deep into this because we're about to end this, but um with that physical health thing, dude, and you're talking about eating and changing and stuff, people need to realize, like I said, we are under attack, dude. Like, this whole, like I said, pandemic shit, this whole political shit, it's a war for your mind, dog. They literally, like, want to know what you're thinking so they can sell you more shit, and the shit they want to sell you is not good for you, dude. So, like, you ever watch a commercial, like a Burger King commercial, or the Popeye's chicken sandwich shit, and then you'd be like, man, I ain't about to get that shit, you know what I'm saying? But then, one day, you know, you just out by Popeye. I was like, oh, it ain't no line. Oh, man, let me see what that chicken sandwich talking about. Like, that <laughs> shit, they got into your mind. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's a battle for your thoughts, dog. So, like, one of the ways to clear your thoughts is to eat right, is to work out. Like, it's not just about being looking sexy, you know what I'm saying? Like, and having muscles. Like, literally, like, it benefits your brain functionality, dude. Like, I'm, I saw the picture of you when you were overweight, dude. You showed me your license. Like, you literally look less intelligent which is crazy because i know you're a smart dude you know what i'm saying and like yeah. my, one of my best friends one of the smartest people i know but like i remember you showed me a picture of you when you were overweight and i was like damn you look kind of like you're dumb in this you look picture. like an like, oaf like you like, just it's look, weird i mean it is what it is dude i i would never like fat shame somebody but it is like to me just overall like I know there's people that can't control, like have some sort of glandular if, to the people who can't control it. And you just have this like curse of being obese. I don't like, I would think exercise would benefit you just to like help you to sustain. But like, if you become fat, like I was not a fat kid forever. Like when I was young, I was put on a path to be fat. I didn't, I never get any education about what to eat. I just observed 
my big family eating and no restrictions were ever put on me. So for like 18 years, it was a broken free for all. There was no, hey, stop. Like maybe if I ate a shit ton of candy at my grandma's house, my parents would be like, hey, you got to stop. But like, there was no fucking restrictions. I could have been eating 10,000 calories a day, but like, you don't feel good and you don't feel good right. for like mentally or physically. And you, it, you, for me, I, it looked like I was dumber. And to be honest, I probably was, dude, because there's, for me, it was a whole effort based. I knew I was athletic. I, I could play basketball. Well, that's what I was about to say. I think you know, that uh, it, it was it's partly too like, when you do get in that like shape like that, like you have like a can't mindset, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause like you could look at somebody, like I said, like there are fat people that are athletic and like Chris Farley was an active dude, you know what I'm saying? Like shit yeah. like that. But like, I think that the, those people that are like, it hurts them to work out. It's like, man, my knees be hurting, man. So I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? But because you said you too, dude. Well, what I say is because you said you can't do that, now you can't do this. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't do nothing but watch TV. You can't read this book. You can't learn this. You can't do that because then you get in that can't mindset. And it does, I feel like it, it puts like the blinders on you to where I feel like you are a little bit stupider. You know what I'm saying? Cause, like, I mean, you are, I, dude. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to hate on fat people neither, but like. More like, it's like an ignorance because like, I'll right. tell you, dude, like I, I remember this clearly. There was like a night in college at one point where I was like into this chick, but it, I got friend zoned. But it was like the millionth time that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was that guy. I was a funny dude. I was like charming, but you know, no chick wants to be with some fat dude, especially a guy like me who was like a, way above three hundo, dude. Like fat dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just got to me. And I remember like being in my room, like smoking a cigarette fat as fuck, like, almost on the verge of tears, like, I can't, I'm never going to be thin, like, I can't do this, so I might as well just accept, like, this is what it is, like, but then to have the, like, I'm saying what I was saying before, having the foresight of, like, seeing that process from that, like, from literally being, like, I can't even do anything to reverse this, I'm not going to exercise, fuck that, smoking cigarettes, eating McDonald's, like, that's all I did all day. Anything I could do to not, my job was to sit on my ass in the boots. Like there was no uh, motion in my life. Like I would drive yeah. to work and sit. I would drive to a, a restaurant, get drive through, go home, sit, eat, lay down, smoke weed, smoke cigarettes. You know, it was just like, I was on a path to kill myself in some way, whether or not I would have gotten cancer, no matter, like, if I never would have gotten fat, I can't tell you. And I can't even tell you if doing that gave me leukemia. I'll never know that, but I didn't feel good about myself. But I learned through that, that if you think something impossible is impossible, truly, like I did, and you do it, then there's not, there's nothing no can stop you. You know what I'm exactly. saying? After I did exactly. that, then I was like, well, now I like definitely can go after making movies. This has to be, at least I'll like try it or educate. That's what like led me to like trying film school or like moving stuff like moving to LA. I never would have done that if I was fat. It sounded like it was somebody outside my window. It's like, now nah, I'm on the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but no, yeah, man. 
Let's like, let's cut it. We've had yeah, some good yeah. positive shit, but I mean, I'm interested. To, like, this is definitely going to be an interesting week, not for football for you, but uh, <laughs> well, you know. that's why I've been on a religious journey this week because I realized <laughs> it was like I got to just have this come to Damascus moment where hey, man, I you get know. it, dude. I mean, yeah, it's it, definitely not a good time for you in that respect, but I mean, it was good talking to you about this, and I think, like, honestly, I wish there'd be more discussions like this where. Even if you like Trump and shit, as long as we could talk like this and then just like have an open discussion about stuff, like I mean, I don't hate anybody because of who they vote for. It's just like how you act as a person. So I wish we could just like get back to that as a country a little bit. And I'll definitely be interested to see like uh, what we talk about next episode based off of what happens on this. You know what I'm saying? We we've had this discussion. Let's see the aftermath after the election and see where I'm going. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's kind of scary, man, is that if he loses, he's still going to be the president. You know what I'm saying? Until, saying Jan- until January. Saying. Until January, he's still the president. So, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, we, we might see a whole other chapter in this book that we just want well, nobody expecting. Well, know? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now we can have, like, the chronicles, the election chronicles. We got the precursor episode here. We can just week by week keep touching base on this, because I do agree, like, we're going to end this podcast here, but it's going to be wild, dude. Regardless, this shit's oh, yeah. about to get crazy wild. I can't... I'm a little bit uh, leery of seeing, like, saying I'm excited to see what happens, but I'm definitely, like, completely as, like, just like a, an observer of the human experience, so fascinated by what the possibilities are right now. I mean, dude, we're living in one of the most craziest times in history right now, bro. Like, just in the general thesis of, I mean, the entire history of the planet, like, when has there been a moment where there's been a global pandemic an election, fucking, uh, what was it, like an FBI investigation, a porn star on somebody's ass, like, it's just, you know what I'm saying, like, the dude is like a James Bond novel, bro, like, I kind of, I hate Trump, but at the same time, like, I love to watch him crash and burn, just because it's funny, man, like, I'll read the book he publishes, like, 10, like, that some point of post-mortem of this part of his life, like, he'll probably be dead, but, like, somebody's gonna write about this with, like, notes from him, and I just want to know, like, his thought, like, oh, I was coming off, you know, like, how grandiose of an opinion he has of himself. In you know what's weird about him, dude? If you see old videos of him, like, back when his dad was alive, he was, like, really soft-spoken and kind of, like, even shy a little bit. And now he's just, like, is what he is now. And it's just, like, see what the Grinch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen, bro. So, hey, man. We'll, we'll, we'll wait till next week. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's been good talking to you, bro. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been episode 29. So just keep listening. Hit us up. Email us. You know, ladies, text Aaron, world tour, white bitches, you know. Oh, hey, that. y'all, I actually, hey, man, I got my Tinder getting hot, man. I took a picture oh. with, the draw, with my drawers and the mushroom. Got the mushroom stick. Let's stop lying. I think I know what we're going to be talking about in a few weeks, man. Some spicy Tinder stories. I like Oh, God. I don't know if we need any more of those. Yours fucking scared the people. <laughs> well, I'll share one of my nightmares, and you can share one of your nightmares. It'll be like a quid pro quo type situation. It's fine. We got plenty of material to work off of. It's not current, but you know, it's (laughs) the black.
Hell yeah. Well, all right, man. Till next time, yo. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you later, Aaron. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Yeah.